the Better Building Podcast, powered by ABB Smart Buildings, with Michael Latvi and Julie Patron. Here, we'll explore intelligent networking of building functions and their key to a sustainable, smarter, and safer future. Welcome, everybody, to our very first Better Buildings podcast, where we will talk about living better throughout technologies in the buildings of today. In the past few years, and specifically in the last year, buildings became of a crucial importance to all of us and the well-being inside the building and of the building, and its sustainability became extremely important. Agreed. Thanks, Michael. Good morning. So I want to talk about every year you see these best-of lists, and it made me kind of start to think about the greatest inventions of all time. And I mean, any attempt to count down the most important inventions on the planet is obviously debatable. But I've been thinking about what I would choose. What would you choose? I think there is a lot of inventions. As you said, it's debatable. But I think one of the most important inventions that allowed the evolution of the new industrial revolution was actually the HVEC, climate control. It allowed us to fly and use airplanes, utilizing pressure and climate control. It allowed us to go to the moon. It allowed us to inhabit uninhabitable places and live in extreme temperature. It allows wonderful cities like Dubai and Singapore to prosper despite their climate. So I would definitely go with HVAC. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think I would pick tools too. Obviously, we needed tools to make a wheel or a computer, and and we've been creating tools for quite some time, over many millennia. And with the creation of tools, I think, kind of like what you're talking about, it sort of lays the full foundation for modern man and the ability to exploit and push us forward. Do you want to talk a little bit more about your thoughts on that specific tool, HVAC? Sure. I mean, maybe we go in general, if we talk about the technology and how it evolved, what led to the HVEC, if you see the semiconductor material in the late 40s, personal computers in the 70s, and the whole invention of internet that started to shape in the 60s and and been utilized better and better over the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, and we moved from a computer in the size of a building to now an iPad like the one in front of me and you where it's almost in the size of uh, paper. Also, we have to look at the um, not only the semiconductor material, look at the whole evolution of power electronics. I I think in the coming few years with better utilization of the silicon carbide, you will end up with uh, maybe a circuit breaker in the shape of paper, right? I think this whole evolution will lead us to better utilize the technology in order to have a better living spaces, better working spaces, and so on. Interesting. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about a little bit then with building automation and where you see these tools fitting in to the building technology. Sure. I mean, if we specifically look at smart buildings, right, which is the main area where we will be leading those series of podcasts Smart buildings is not a foreign concept, is not a new concept. Idealistically or holistically, better to say, the whole concept of smart building and building automation started, as we mentioned, with HVEC, right? To better smart control the climate so we can live better, work better, and go places. And HVEC system started in the, uh, I think it was the 17th century, with Cornelius Dribble. 
and he created the mercury thermostat that automatically kept the space at constant temperatures or at least read uh, constant temperatures at the time. And if we look at smart buildings today, and maybe in my humble experience, starting the late 80s, when we had the EIB in Europe, which later on translated into what we called KNX and evolution or the rise of BACnet. And then a lot of technologies came in, Zigbee, Z-Wave, Ocean, and so on, and many, many other communication protocols. They were all aiming to evolve the building and the better utilization of the space that we work and live and have more energy efficiency, sustainability targets. And of course, most importantly, utilizing the maximum comfort level for the people inside the space. So we use the word smart a lot. And just because you have smart HVAC does not really make a smart building, correct? Like the protocols need to communicate with each other. So you can have a lot of smart technology within buildings, but still sort of have a dumb building. Is that correct? when we're talking about protocols. So with BACnet, I guess BACnet's open, and with the ABB protocols, then they all communicate together to make the smart building. Is that correct? Am I understanding that correctly? Well, a lot of people will talk about smart buildings without really having it defined, right? right? And the whole concept of smart building is having a building that reacts to the needs of the people that are occupying the building, right? Or are using the building. And reacting to their needs, whether the needs is in pure safety, comfort, well-being, right, productivity, and of course, the ultimate need for us as humans, which is the sustainability and being part of the environment that the building is part of and the ecological system. And using this specific definition of smart building, smart building needs to have systems inside that talk to each other because you can only reach comfort when the HVEC system is talking to the light system, is talking to the security system, making sure that the person in this area is actually allowed to be in this area, number one. Number two, that he has the right temperature to operate considering the outside temperature, harvesting the daylight, right? So we're not just burning daylight. And having the lights on constantly, we're actually, if there is a light coming from outside, we're harvesting this light. And if not, adding to the light inside the room to have a better lighting. And all this connected together creates smart building. Interesting. Ultimately, I think um, we talk about occupancy and we want that environment for people. And I think people perform better when they're in a smart building and within that environment. That's an interesting topic. So... In using solid industry technology that we currently have in building space, and it keeps kind of the long-term data in mind, right? It brings to our mind, let's say, a current situation. We're within a building and we have this technology and, and there's quick fix sort of applications that you can use that have kind of been adapted to our industry. But I think ultimately with HVAC and, and within smart buildings, we don't really need jerk react to certain situations or environments. So I guess what I'm trying to really ultimately say here is, for a smart building for the HVAC, we're sort of the, the long haul, we're the bones, um, if you will, within a building, correct? That ultimately we can build applications or new technologies or offer um, digital technologies, but within that we still have our solid HVAC bones. Is that making sense? 
Yes, I mean, HVAC is an integral part of the smart building, right? It's one of the, it depends on, of course, on the type of the buildings, but in a standard commercial building, it's one of the biggest power consumption points, right? Right. And having the HVAC, whether it speaks BACnet or otherwise, I mean, BACnet is the most utilized protocol, of course. But having this is connected in the overall ecosystem of the building, in the IoT now, ecostructure of the building, it talking to different platforms within the building, like the security system, like the lighting control, as I previously talked about, is an integral part for the whole efficiency of the building. Otherwise, you will not reach, would actually will not be as smart if those systems do not talk to each other. So, yes, I agree. Okay. So where does this lead us? Where are we directed in 2021, sort of the future? What do you see as far as sustainability in terms of priorities right now with ABB and corporate America? Do you think that's really front and center, the sustainability topic? Well, to be very honest, I think we cannot mention 2020 without mentioning the massive effect of COVID on the whole industry, especially in commercial buildings, office buildings, malls, and etc., And the post-COVID environment is a catalyst for the technology, right? A lot of people are ready to apply new technologies out there to make their buildings care about the well-being, more healthy to operate within, safe for people to come back. In my humble estimate and view, I think working from home is great. It offers a lot of flexibility for a lot of folks out there that their commute was taking much of their time. It increased productivity in some aspects. But you have to understand that this is based on that the social fabric and the interpersonal relationship has been already built within people. That's why we can work. I can work with you because I know you already. I have met you before COVID. We have some memories together. So talking to each other socially via all those communication platforms is going to work out because we do have the social fabric built in. When you add a new employee, and in ABB, we've added, actually, we had a very strong performance, gracefully, uh, thanks to our customers, partners, and the whole industry, and our leadership as well. We had a very strong performance in 2020, and especially if I talk about commercial building, despite everything going. So we actually continued to hire people during the pandemic, and we increased our sales force during the pandemic. But one of the challenges that we face is like we saw each other on cameras. Everything is great. Now I want to see the people right in person when the opportunity allows. So I think we will still need to have commercial buildings. We will still need to have office space. Malls and retail will at some point have to come back. This is the small businesses and the medium-sized businesses are the core of this country. They represent more than 50% on the best estimate, right? for the economy of the United States. We need to make those folks go back to work, right? Right. And this generates a whole new technology trend is how we can get people back safely to work. So you will see a flood of new innovations from ABB and others in the industry, of course. You will find it in startups. You will find it in big companies like ABB trying to answer the customer and the market needs by adding technology trends that help people come back to work safely, like people counting uh, technologies. You will, I, I see that this is going to increase, you know, making sure that if we say this is 250 people, it's going to be 250 people and we are going to monitor the 250 people. 
people, making sure that the air ventilation is on point, that it happens every number of seconds, that we add the HIPAA filters to the air ventilation. Maybe we do ultraviolet air sanitization, air ionization. You will find temperature checks. I think this is will ease out if we learn anything. And you know, I'm a big historian from 1917. I think our human nature will prevail at the end and we will stop this at the end. But you will see us also adding, I think, from an architecture standpoint, the, how we plan the offices will change a bit, how we replan the retail spaces change a bit. The payments, you know, maybe before 2020, I didn't really use as much those wireless payments like Apple Pay, Amazon Pay, Google Pay, and your RFID credit cards. But now, actually, I use them all the time. So those type of technologies, I think they will start to come more into picture and become what we call in the technology a mega trend. When we talk about technology mega trend, it means it's a main driver for innovation for the next five to 10 years. Right. And I think that makes sense. A couple of things that you said there were... And I do want to talk to you more about trends in a moment, but in talking about getting people back into the office, the humanness that is so important, and you're right, I think commercial building, we've seen some tremendous growth, and I think that sits around air quality and and getting people back into an environment where they want to be together. People miss that water cooler kind of closeness with one another. I I always say it. I managed the whole company from the coffee room, right? (laughs) It's like, you need me. Let's go to the coffee room, get a coffee and talk about it. And you don't get to do this anymore. You, you don't. Right. And I was reading something in the Wall Street Journal that said that is the number one kind of loss that people are experiencing is that one-on-one or that human interaction where you can sit across a table from someone or sit like you and I are right now and collaborate and really start to spin ideas and how much more difficult that is on a Zoom call versus being in the room with someone. And again, bringing that back to, I think, what we do with promoting health and safetiness and, and air quality is really vital. And again, I think that's why we've seen such a, a such a growth and strength within commercial buildings, and we will continue to. So you mentioned trends, and and it is something that I I do want to have a conversation with you about. Obviously, with these extraordinarily difficult, somewhat challenging times that we've been in within 2020 have really changed, I think, a lot of the trends. Let's talk about maybe 2021 to 2025. You mentioned the megatrend that you are already seeing. Are there other trends that you would see or that you were thinking would, would move forward in? Smart buildings? Well, I think it's of great importance. Now we really understand, and I think it got us all into, you know, like really took all of our attention in 2020, is that this planet is a living thing, right? It has not only things like COVID-19 that can impact us, but the climate change is real. And I think now we see it more and more coming all the way from governmental leadership. This has always been the case in Europe. It's coming back now in the U.S. And you see it in ABB leadership. We in ABB, at least for the past five years, and I think for the next 20, we maintained our pursuit of strategic innovations in the area of climate change right? You have seen the statement from our CEO and the statement from Tarak Mehta, our president of electrification and ABB, talking about sustainability, climate change. This is a key priority for us, not only how we operate and, you know, we promote here in the United States, our mission to zero, 
concept in buildings and we're talking now that we want to have all ABB sites have this concept of mission to zero in carbon emissions. So I think the whole awareness of having not just smart building, but sustainability in general, energy efficiency in home and in commercial buildings is going to become a trend now. U.S. has been leading the way since years and years in innovation, in all the smart technology, in all the connected universe, right? If we talk about it from the inception of Google, companies like Brink, Apple, and of course, ABB, and we have a huge R&D centers here in the US. So I think we will continue to lead this. And we just ran a little bit behind on executing this. But I think now we will catch up. What about AI? Do you have any thoughts on AI in buildings, what you see coming? Well, you know, I think people, AI is a very nice and flashy word. I mean, it's a great technology or a great utilization of technology. AI on itself is not were debatable, but I don't. it's not a technology on its own. It's how we utilize the data right. and really add algorithms and artificial intelligence and also machine learning. You know, AI depends on the application, but you can utilize it more when you have ML embedded. Then you add an AI layer on top. But the reality, it's all about data aggregation and the utilization of the data coming from the building. So having as many data points in the building, collecting data, of course, respecting the privacy of the people inside the building, the owners of the building and so on. And in ABB, as a European country, we have a complete compliance with the GDPR, the data uh, topics and the privacy topics in general. So this is one of the reasons also I'm very proud to work in ABB for. But really taking all this data and putting into AI platforms, right? which you will find it already started to appear in ABB Ability and our entire digital platform from electrification, the IoT ecosystems that we are building up within the smart building area and smart power and distribution solutions, combining all them together and looking greedy at the inception from from power generation or from the transmission coming into the building, right? Having the main distribution and the main switch gear, main distribution, sub-distribution, going all the way to the humidity sensor and the light sensor and the light fixture, controlling all this together, collecting all this data and making the building work as one unit, adding a bit of AI and ML in some of the equipment, is definitely of an added value. But just talking an AI, of course, it's nice. It's a fancy word. And I saw actually a few jokes about AI and people talking about AI on Twitter the other day. And as you really investigate, there is no AI inside. So it's really about the quality and the depth of the technology, the collection of the data, how we visualize the data and how we utilize this data. And it's exciting, and I unfortunately our our listeners can't see you light up when you talk about the sort of inception all the way to completion where we have this full bundle, ABB has this full bundle offering for a full smart integration, which which kind of leads me to, and, and I know I talk about it a lot, into smart communities and ultimately smart cities. Is there anything, can you kind of touch on that where you see we're headed there? Oh, uh, I mean, I can talk for hours on this. I hope you have time. But uh, um, I think, and really, of course, I call uh, myself an ABB boy. I grew up in this company and I have great respect to what we do in ABB, to our mission, to our vision, and to what we represent. 
And coming from that, I think ABB is one of the very few companies out there that actually provides a holistic solution to the customer and that really works in harmonization. If I look at the area where we're talking today and where I have the privilege of leading in the United States and the Americas, the ABB building solution part, regardless what is the type of the building, right? Whether we're talking about an airport, hospital, a mall, office, a residential tower, whatever you name it, we have a solution for it. And if you look, as I just briefly mentioned, if you talk about utility, we have a full solution for utility to enhance the grid. And now we see the challenges happening all across the world because of winter storms, because of hurricanes and so on. So really having a solid, resilient, you will hear a lot of us talking, especially in the concept of smart city, which is the ultimate goal of smart buildings, right? We're talking about resilient cities, resilient grid, resilient buildings. So we offer, I mean, we have a phenomenal medium voltage distribution solutions portfolio that we keep innovating and innovating from the Unigear ZS1 to all our latest innovations, very, very wide portfolio that we offer that is digitally connected. Now you go one step in the voltage down, right? You go to the main distribution inside the building and the sub distribution, all the way to even the load center, connecting all this together and collecting data from there creates, first of all, visibility of what's going on in the building, predictive maintenance, which saves a lot of money before the equipment goes, you know, on the sideways. Let's um, connecting this with the HVAC equipment, which is, again, another bulk of money and the drives that comes on top of that, having the right power factor, having the lighting system connected to the HVAC control system, which is different than the equipment, connected to the safety system, and having all this connected together provides the customer with a holistic, real solution that is connected via our ABB ability, and that's what we aspire to do in ABB. So whether we're talking about utility, whether we're talking about a normal building, like an office mode or a hospital, depending on the application, you need critical power, you don't need critical power management, we really provide a whole concept that enables not just the building to be connected. Think about it, that you have companies and facility managers and operators that they have buildings across the country. You have a company like us where we have multiple tens of sites across the US, whether it's a manufacturing site or it's an office site, and we need to have a full visibility on them, see where we stand from energy consumption, what's going on in this building, why this building is consuming less energy than this building, why we pay more electricity bill here and there. And so it allows unlimited possibilities, not just to be energy efficient, but to save money, have return on investment for the investment that we do in the building, and of course, help with the environment and be part of the sustainability program in the state and in the country where we operate. Right, which again brings us back to the sustainability piece, which is so important. I mean, ultimate. I mean, the ultimate goal there, I think, is is we recognize that um, what you had said earlier. It's just it's one planet, and we have to be responsible. So I think my last kind of few questions, again, are around smart buildings. And, you know, we need smart buildings to achieve those smart cities that we were just referring to in the sustainable future. And realizing this ambition requires smart people and smart regulation and better economic incentives and, and more innovation and collaboration on this. I love where we're heading, and um, I'm excited about where we're heading. Do you have 
Any last minute thoughts about this before we sort of wrap up this podcast, our first podcast? No, I am. Uh, I actually want to thank all our listeners for taking the time and hear us out today. It has been my privilege to talk to all of you. And I want to tell them that they should stay tuned. There is a lot of good stuff coming in. ABB and the industry is going into a whole new evolution, a new era in smart buildings. You will hear us talk a lot more about energy efficiency, new innovation, how to get people back to work and what we can do to help this. We will talk about smart buildings, resilience. We will talk a lot about sustainability. We'll talk about smart cities. We will talk about smart city resilience. We'll talk about utilities. We will... uh, There is a lot uh, more coming on, I think, from your side, Julie. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And I really want to thank you for sharing your thoughts with me and our listeners today. And I want to remind everybody to tune in the first Tuesday of every month. Michael and I will be speaking, as he mentioned, on this podcast. And actually, next month, stay tuned because we are going to be talking about security in smart buildings. And I'm really looking forward to that topic, to hearing more about the security. In the meantime, please make sure that you follow us on the podcast. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Or you can just go to the ABB website and uh, look under podcasts and you'll find us there as well. So thanks everyone. And thank you again, Michael. Pleasure is all mine.